Radio Drama Revival is brought to you in part by Audible, who offer a free 30-day trial and free audiobook at audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Audible boasts over 30,000 titles, including a whole ton of audio drama. That's why I love it. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash radiodrama. Thanks. Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. You'll hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme at music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And hope you all had a wonderful, delightful, and charming time with your friends and family surviving huddled together around the apocalypse. I know we were pretty bummed here. We were sitting around with our party hats and Kool-Aid glasses waiting for the meteors to start falling from the sky. Alas, no dice. So uh, we started on the eggnog instead, which um, is not a bad consolation prize. It's a good excuse to clog down brandy uh, laced with sugar and milk. So um, no problems there. Uh, just got dumped on with snow here in Maine and looking forward to a long weekend of snowshoeing and relaxing nights laid in with radio dramas. It's like what you're going to hear today uh, is just a complete gem. I am so grateful to producer John Dryden, uh, who is going to let us feature this show. Now, uh, John Dryden is of Goldhawk Productions. He's a Sony and Peabody Award-winning radio producer uh, who's also got uh, so many accolades, I'm not even going to bother to mention them here. Um, he is the best of the best. His work is regularly commissioned for BBC Radio 4 um, and is recorded on location all over the world, um, Brazil, Egypt, and what we're going to hear today, recorded in India. Um, it's certainly a winter warmer of sorts. And, you know, uh, coming at this sort of post uh, A Christmas Carol uh, uh, zone where uh, there are so many tributes to Dickens of that uh, classic Christmas tale, uh, this takes a very different direction in adapting a Dickens tale. It is uh, the uh, work Martin Chuzzlewit. That's a classic Dickens story of wealth and power and has been transposed to modern India. Um, as uh, John has told us before uh, in interviews here on the show, uh, India is a land that still feels like just about anything is possible, sort of a magical and crazy quality to it, and that is captured in this story of uh, Martin Chuzzlewitz, which sort of still feels like 19th century London. Uh, so uh, the masterful adaptation was done by Yisha Menon, um, who also adapted the story Q&A, uh, which was uh, the, the story that became Slumdog Millionaire, the film. BBC was there with the radio production of it first. Um, so this is just a real masterful, insightful adaptation, which uh, gives us a new dimension into the text. And I'll say, having just seen The Hobbit over this past holiday weekend, um, uh, the the adaptation can be done really well and really poorly. That's all I'm going to say about that. This was recorded on location in India by John. Uh, it was commissioned as part of BBC's uh, celebration. They did a bicentennial celebration of Dickens in 2011. This was part of that. Um, in it, we have the miserly old recluse Martin Chuzzlewit. He adopts an orphan girl, Mary, to be his caregiver as he dies, um, thinking that it's because she will inherit nothing, she will do her best to keep him in good health. Uh, but then Martin Chuzzlewit's grandson, Mickey, falls in love with Mary, and things start to go awry, and there is a web of deceit, betrayal, manipulation, as all of the extended family closes in, looking for 
The Fortune, Wealth, Power, Danger, uh, Romance, Intrigue, Suspense, Murder, all here. It's in three hour-long parts, starting with the first one today. Radio Drama Revival listeners, you will be able to hear the story in its full, unedited glory, the first hour today, starting right here. We should mention John has a new show coming up called The Reluctant Spy, a three-part thriller set in present-day Egypt. Awesome. Uh, it's going to be on the uh, BBC Radio 4 from the 2nd to 4th of January. If you're like me and you're not able to actually listen to that stuff in real time, it will be, of course, on the iPlayer. Um, so stay tuned to Radio Drum Revival's Facebook page and Twitter, where we're going to announce uh, where to find those. Or if you just dig on the BBC, you'll find it. Uh, Reluctant Spy sounds absolutely incredible. It's a story of a gentleman who's trying to scrape together life in post-revolutionary Egypt and then is sort of sucked into a world of murky espionage. Really, really looking forward to this. When you hear today's show, you'll know um, how talented a dramatist that John is. And um, this is one of his originals, and it just it sounds spectacular. Stay tuned for that. That'll be up on the BBC iPlayer, um, and we'll have the links on the show notes. And with no further ado, let's get into the Mumbai Chuzzlewitz Part 1. This is Bandra, where I grew up. Back then it was just a fishing village in North Mumbai. A quiet island of churches, cottages and rice plantations. The original community of Catholics that inhabited Bandra were called East Indians, named after the British East India Company. That's what I am, an East Indian. At least that's how I was brought up. I was left on the steps of St. Teresa's orphanage on Turner Road when I was a baby. The nuns named me Thomas. I kept to myself mostly. I'd walk through the narrow alleys of nearby villages, enjoying the smell of bread baking, chasing the scrawny resident chickens, and climbing border trees to eat the fruit from it. It was on one such tree-climbing expedition that I happened upon the majestic Salisbury Mansion and the family that lived there, the Chuzzlewits, the richest and most influential East Indians in Mumbai. I had never seen so many beautiful, distinguished people in my life. I strained to hear what they were saying. Buy a ticket. Now listen to me. We're going to crawl past the rose bushes and turn left at the fountain. Then we'll have to make a dash for the gate. I've measured it. It'll take six seconds if we run fast. Okay? Oh, and be very careful of the grumpy giant. Grumpy giant? He eats children. So no matter what happens, we mustn't let him see us. Okay? Okay. Won't your family worry about you? My mother's sick. She won't notice I'm gone. Oh, and your father? He left. Why? He's a weakling. What's that? I don't know. That's what my grandfather calls him. 
have to crawl very low now. Okay. I'm stuck. I'll help you. Here, you take the candlestick. But be very careful. It's precious. Why don't you come with me? What? Where? I don't know. For adventures and stuff. Okay, I'll come. What about your parents? I'm an orphan. Like Oliver Twist? Who's that? I'll tell you the story if you come with me. Vicky! Oh no, it's a giant. Hide. Vicky! Where are you, you naughty boy? Run! But wait! Who are you? Who are you? What have you got there? Show me. You little thief! I didn't steal it! Do you know what we do to thieves in this house? We hang them by their heels and beat them till they bleed. What? Catch that! Catch that, little thief! That was the first time I met Mickey Chuzzlewit and his grandfather, Martin. It was a day I'd always remember. One day that altered the course of my life. Like a long chain of gold that would have never existed without the formation of that first link. I pass Salisbury Mansion every day of my life, but I didn't see the Chuzzlewits again for another 12 years. And in those 12 years, the bandra of my childhood was transformed into Mumbai's busiest suburb. Within its winding alleys was an old blue bungalow where I now lived as a paying guest to Mrs. Gomes, the local midwife and imbama. Back? I forgot my umbrella. Just come in here for a minute, no? Oh, but Mrs. Gomes, I'll be late for church. Honey, God will forgive you. Come. Hmm? Ah, what to do, Baba? I tried my best. Now the family will arrive in an hour. What am I supposed to say to them? I'm sorry you put your trust in me? I failed them, Thomas. I should give up this line of work, I tell you. It's too stressful. I need a drink, and it's not even 8 o'clock. How did he die? Choked. On the cap of a rum bottle. Considering that, he doesn't look bad. It's nice of you to say that, Baba, but he's very blue. Tell them to dim the lights during the service. No one will notice. That's a good idea. That's what I'll do. I've got to go, Mrs. Gomes. Oh, here, here. Take my umbrella. Thanks, Mrs. Gomes. Pray for me in church. And thank God we've had enough of this rain. Mrs. Gomes scurried between births and deaths as if she was trying to make up for one with the other. My daily scurrying didn't amount to anything as significant. I played the organ every morning at church. I never had much of an audience. Just old Mr. Sequera, who was mostly deaf, and some of the resident priests and nuns. But that day, 
You play beautifully. Thank you. I learned to play on this. Really? Yeah, I grew up here. In this church? At the orphanage next door. Now I return the favor by playing for mass. I'm an orphan too. Oh. Yeah, like Oliver Twist. What was that? Oh, nothing. Just uh, something someone I know used to say. I have to go home. Where do you live? Salisbury Mansion. Mr. Chasselwitz's house? Yes, I work there. Do you know him? No, uh, but I did meet him once when I was 10. I fell from a tree into his garden. Uh, there was a boy who lived there too. Um, must be my age now. I really have to go. Uh, wait, you must have met him if he worked there. Um, I think he was Mr. Chasselwitz's grandson. <laughs> he nearly got me into a lot of trouble. I'm sure he did. I think his name was uh, Mickey. What happened? Nothing. Did I say something to upset you? No. No, it's not you. I... I just have to go. Wait, uh, what's your name? Mary. Mary. I'm Thomas. I thought about Mary all the way to work that day. I wondered what I had said to upset her. Hey, Thomas, Baba! I tell that Mr. Pinto you owe me for last night's bread. I will, Mr. Briganza. I worked as an apprentice to the architect, Mr. Pinto. He was Martin Chasselwitz's cousin, but they didn't see so much of each other in those days. The sign outside read, Pinto and Sons, architects and land surveyors. It was a small business that he ran from his house to save costs. And the sons on the sign referred to his daughters, Charity and Mercy. Good morning, Miss Charity. How are you today? It'd be better if I could read my newspaper in peace. Sorry, I'll work in the kitchen. Tommy, look at me. Check out my pirouette. Are you okay? Mercy, I told you not to roller skate in the house. Well, excuse me for trying to have some fun. What are you standing there staring at me like a nincompoop? Tommy, come on, help me out. Yes. Oh, my dear Lord. Mercy, that was your mama's favorite vase. Sorry, Papa. <laughs> Never mind. Thomas, sweep it up and glue it together again. I don't care how long it takes. Mr. Pinto, can I talk to you about something? I have nothing more than to chat with you, Thomas, but I have things to do today. It won't take long, sir. What is it? I, I, I was just... Uh, yes? I saw the assistant wanted sign you put up, and I was thinking, well, I've been your apprentice for six years now. Uh, maybe I can apply for the job. Thomas, you've been very good, and I promise you I will consider this in my own time. Thank you very much, Mr. Pinto. Now clean this up and get to work. Is my tie straight? Wait, I'll do it. You look very smart today, Papa. Where are you going? <laughs> to visit my sick cousin. You mean Uncle Martin? Do you have an appointment? Not exactly. He doesn't see anyone without an appointment. Now, you don't worry about all that, my pet. But what about all your work? My dear Charity, a day wasted on others is a day not wasted on oneself. What's he up to? Mm, better not to know. 
You have no fluids in your body. I have plenty of fluids. Whiskey doesn't count. Uh. Look, stop being stubborn and let me admit you to a hospital. Absolutely not. People die in hospitals. People die at home. Well, I'd rather die at home. Thank you very much. I need to monitor you. I don't need monitoring. Mary will look after me. Fine. Suit yourself. But you better not die on me, Mr. Chuzzlewit. I'm due for a promotion. I have no intention of dying. My father died when he was 103 and I have every intention of living longer than that. God help us all. Get some rest. Bloody doctors. Total waste of time. How is he, Doctor? Uh, your grandfather's a very stubborn man, Mary. Uh, he's not my grandfather. He's your father, then? No, we're not related. Oh, sorry. Your husband? No, no, he's not my husband. Oh, I see. I'm his carer. Carer? Yes, yes, of course. Anyway, he's better, but I won't get too optimistic. He must continue with his medication. No more skipping meals, absolutely no alcohol. And keep the visitors down to a minimum. What? Sir, somebody's come for you, sir. Tell Mary to handle it. Miss Mary busy with doctor, sir. He's here only. The hell is it? Martin, Martin, my dear cousin. Oh, no, not you. How are you? How are you feeling, Martin? What does it look like? Why didn't you call me Martin? We are family, after all. Family, my bloody foot circling like vultures waiting for me to die. No, that's not true, Martin. It is true. <laughs> all right, all right, Martin. If you say so, I'm just glad to see that you've still got your fighting spirit and that you're well enough to argue with me. Yeah, damn right I am. We all want you to live a long and healthy life, Martin. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, may, may I sit? Sit yourself. Why have you cut yourself off from us, Martin? You always threw a grand family party every Easter. Why don't you do that anymore? I don't see the point. I, I know it's been hard for you. Losing a daughter like that. God bless her soul. But life goes on, Martin. It has to. And you've done such a good job with uh, her son. She would have been so proud to see Mickey now. I think I want to be alone now. Of course, of course. You need your rest after all. I will pray for you, Martin. And I hope that grandson of yours is taking good care of you. He's gone. Hmm? Mickey's gone. Gone where? Out of town. Oh, does he know you're not well? No. Well, why haven't you told him? Oh, must you ask so many questions? Martin, I ask because I care. Now, is there anything, anything at all that I can do for you? No. Wait. Yes, actually, there is. I want you to go down to the Blue Dragon Hotel. All our relatives who think I'm dying have congregated there. Oh, who's there now? All the bloody vultures, the Carvalos, arrived this morning from Calcutta. All the Pereiras flew in from Chennai. Even those bloody pariahs, the Da Costas, have descended upon us. Oh. But tell them I'm not dying. 
and I don't want any more visitors. Tell them to go home and leave me alone. Hmm. I'll do that, Martin. Hello. So good of you to come. Hello, Maria. Yes, of course. It's all okay, my dear. Don't get so worried. It's nothing. It's just a family gathering. Ah, Anthony. Cousin Anthony, how good it is to see you. What's this urgent meeting about, Pinto? You'll find out soon, Anthony. Just waiting for the whole family to arrive, you know. Who's this? My son, Joseph. This is Joseph? <laughs> Joseph, my boy. How you've grown, huh? <laughs> hmm. Joseph, speak when you're being spoken to. I don't think I was asked a question. Go sit over there. <laughs> charming boy. Very charming. Perhaps I'm old-fashioned, Pinto, but I do believe that it is solely the prerogative of the head of the family to call such meetings. I'm only acting on your brother's request, Anthony. Well, I don't like being summoned. Mm, I would never think of summoning you, Anthony. It's just a mm. humble invitation. Come, mm. let's meet the family. Pinto, what's going on? As soon as I heard about Uncle Martin's illness, I just left everything and took the first train from Bayandar. So much I care for him, that's why. The thing is, I don't even have enough money to go back. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's... Interesting. I didn't know anyone used that old phone anymore. Joseph, right? Uh, who are you? It's Monty. You don't recognize me. I am Uncle Pereira's sister's second son's grandson-in-law. <laughs> yeah, I don't know you. Doesn't matter. My friend, I think you deserve a better phone. <laughs> you a phone salesman? <laughs> I'm a sort of salesman, but I'm in the business of selling dreams. I, my friend, am selling an opportunity to make so much money that you can buy a hundred better phones and give them away to friends and family. Leave me alone. Listen, I'm going to tell you about an investment opportunity that will change your life. No, I'm not interested. Believe me, this is going to rock India. It's the next biggest thing. It's going Look, to change everything. Sir, I'm not interested. Hey, take my card at least. Can I have your attention, please? Yeah, please calm down, settle down, settle down. Thank you, my dear relatives. Thank you for being present here today. It's wonderful to be here, you know, together with the whole family under one roof. But alas, the occasion is a sad one. Our beloved Martin Chuzzlewit, the bedrock of our family, has been bravely enduring a long debilitating illness. Some of you have traveled a great distance to be here, but there's no more cause for concern. Yes, my dear cousin Martin has given me this message to deliver to you all. He's now out of danger and on the road to recovery. He thanks you all for your prayers and well wishes, but he will be unable to see anyone as a doctor has advised him complete rest. So to those of you who've come from afar, have a safe journey home, and to those of you who live in our glorious city and have graciously joined us here at the Blue Dragon, I hope that our paths cross again soon. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, and God bless. God bless. God bless. Treated in this family. 
I just want to say how hurt I am that Martin didn't want to see me in person. You, madam, who have survived three marriages without the pain causing you to wilt, I'm sure you will recover from this too. You and your brother can go to hell, Anthony. <laughs> go to hell. Thank you for coming, Anthony. You have a way with words, Pinto. I just say what I feel. I'm sure you do. This is my number. Call me. I think we should chat. Hmm. Joseph, come on. Goodbye, Joseph. Mrs. DeCosta, so nice that you came. Thank you so much for coming. Pinto, you'll inform us if... Yes, I'll inform you. How are the children? They're good. Good, very nice. I'll tell Martin that you came. He'd be very pleased to know that you came. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Goodbye. Bye. <sighs> what the hell is this? Dal. Again? So the doctor said that... Oh, the... hang the doctor. Am I a bloody peasant? Mary, tell them to throw this stuff into the gutter. Mr. Chazelwit, you must eat it. I promise we'll have meat next week. I must live in my own house. I might just as well die. No one will care. Where is that boy, Mickey? Is he here to look after me? You threw him out, sir. You're damn right I threw him out. To make him stand on his own two feet. But what is he doing instead? Gallivanting around Delhi, staying at hotels, buying clothes. Don't think I don't know when all his credit card bills come straight to me. He's looking for a job, Mr. Chazelman. Looking for a job, my foot. Oh, and look at you, Mary. Jumping to his rescue, as usual. Did you know he was back in Bombay? I'm sure you were the first to know. Have you met him yet? Have you been meeting him, Mary? No, Mr. Chosen. Well, you'd better not be. I pay you very bloody well. I expect you to remember your place and respect my wishes. And I think I've been more than clear with regard to my wishes, haven't I? Yes, Mr. Chosen. No, please eat your dinner. I will not eat this prison food. Rosie, make some chicken for Mr. Chazelwood. Yes. Good. Isn't it much better to let me have my own way? Makes things easier for everyone, doesn't it? I tend to fade into the background. I always have. People don't notice when I've been gone too long. They seldom notice when I'm back. Today was the day I would meet my complete opposite, again. Mr. Pinto had sent me to pick up his nephew, who was staying at a hotel in town. Uh, why don't you fill it out for me, actually? Yeah, me? Five stars for everything. <laughs> and um, your name would be? Uh, Chazelwood. That's an unusual name. Yeah. Well... As soon as I saw him, I knew that he was the boy I had met in Mr. Chuzzlewit's garden. You gradually got corrupted into Garavit, then Gazzlewit, and now it's Chuzzlewit. You do look a bit Portuguese. <laughs> That's just my Delhi tan. Soon my skin will start peeling and I'll be very unattractive. No, that's really hard to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey? Yes, my good man. 
I'm... Wait, 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 don't tell me. You look like a man whose name must be Thomas. How did you know? I have special powers. <laughs> and uh, Uncle Pinto told me you were sending a Thomas. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Chuzzlewit. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. The debit card doesn't work either. Oh, uh, did you try all three cards? Yes, sir. Oh. Uh, that's never happened before. <laughs> no problem. Look, this is what we'll do. I'll uh, leave my luggage here, sort this out with the bank, and I'll be right back. Hmm? Um, uh, my luggage will be safe here, right? Yes, yes of course, good, sir. Good, but, good, good. Um, Come, Thomas. Thank you, my good man. Ladies, this is a top class hotel you've got here. Let's go. So, Thomas, how long have you been Uncle Pinto's driver? I'm his apprentice, actually. Oh, does that mean you end up doing all his dirty work? Yes. But I don't mind. Snazzy car. I didn't expect old Pinto to have a car with a sunroof. <laughs> yes. Mr. Pinto is very proud of this car. Open it up. What? The sunroof. Open it. That's what it's there for. But the rain. It's just a drizzle. Oh. Um. I've never opened it before. Let's see. Ah, here it is. <laughs> Fantastic. Woo! <laughs> That's better. Nothing like traveling al fresco, eh? I love movement, Thomas. Makes me feel alive. I'm going to travel the world someday, you know? Hey, I have a great idea. What are you doing? I, I, I don't think you should go up there. Uh, Mickey! Woohoo! <laughs> I'm never gonna travel inside a car again. I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm stopping the car. No, 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 keep going, Thomas! Thomas, did you know walking is 36 times more dangerous than driving? What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. I just thought I'd share that with you. Come on, Thomas, it was just getting interesting. You could fall and die. Yeah, I could die having a fantastic time, or I could live a long, boring life having done nothing. There are other ways to have fun. Yeah, like what? Like reading. <laughs> you crack me up, man. Hey, wait here. Where are you going? Hey. Hey, man, what's your name? Huh? Your name? Droof. Droof. I'm Mickey. And this is my friend, Thomas. Hi. You drive Dhruv? Yeah. Have you ever driven one of these? Are you kidding me? I'd have to work for like 30 years before I can afford a car like that, man. Got any plans this evening? No. Hmm. Can you drive us to Bandstand and back? <laughs> you serious? Yeah, are you serious? You're a good man, Dhruv. I'll handle Pinto. What? You are coming up here with me, Thomas. I'd prefer not to, thank you. <laughs> you prefer not to? Yes. Come on, Thomas, give me your hand. Don't be a girl, dude. Embrace the madness. What? That's it, Thomas. Welcome to first class. Please drive carefully. Don't go over 30, okay? Yeah, dude, don't worry, man. You can drive, right? Relax, Thomas. 
Relax. Actually, it's not so bad. Yeah. What did I tell you? Huh? You've got to experience everything, man. Don't let anything or anyone stop you. Dude, 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 can I put the radio on? Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. <laughs> you know, my grandfather would kill me if he saw me do this. Then maybe we shouldn't. I don't care anymore, Thomas. I'm free of him. I've left that house and I've never felt more liberated. You've left? For good? Yeah. He's a dictator. Always has been. I've had to leave many times. This time I just had to. Why? Because I fell in love. And the old Scrooge has issues with the girl. Issues? Yeah. He's a poor girl, you know, who takes care of him. I could have done better, I suppose. But love is blind to all that, right? What's... What's her name? I hoped you wouldn't say Mary. Mary. And in that moment, my world came crashing down around me. My one and only love. She's the best. She's the kind of girl you can't help but fall in love with. What about you, Thomas? Thomas? Yes? What about you? Are you in love? I don't know. I, I think so. Well, have you told her? No. I can't. Why not? I think there's someone else in her life. Who cares? Get in there and take her from him. It's not that simple. Be a man and tell her how you feel, Thomas. Love is too good a feeling to keep to yourself. Hold on tight, <laughs> He was everything I wasn't. I knew exactly why Mary was in love with him. And I wondered, just for a moment, what it must be like to be in his shoes. Tell me, Thomas, isn't this the most fun you've had in your life? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes? Hello, Joseph. It's me, Pinto. Uncle Pinto. I'm here to see your father. He didn't mention you were coming. Can I come in? Drenched. Ah, Pinto, come, come. Put your rain coat over there. Thank you, Anthony. What's going on? Don't question me. This is my house. This is my house too. Do you pay the bills? Till you do, you will do as I say. Ah, come. Come into my study, Pinto. Anthony. Excuse the boy, Pinto. What will you have? Rum? Uh, at this time. Why not? It's only two hours to lunch. Um, okay, um, just a small bag. You know, Pinto, money has caused many rifts in our family. Most of them connected to my brother. Oh? First it was him and me. Then he threw his son-in-law out. Now, it's his precious grandson, Mickey. Oh, yes. I've heard something about that. So sad when there is conflict within the family. <sighs> I find it rather amusing. Amusing? Absolutely. Just like our little family gathering the other day. 
everyone vying for my brother's fortune. Mm. They won't get a thing. I know my brother. He hates everyone. He won't even leave his money to a church or charity. He's suspicious of them too. Anthony, it's sad to hear you talk about your brother like this. Very sad. Yes, yes, I know the song you're singing, Pinto. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> I hear you've been spending a lot of time with my brother. I do what I can. You see, Pinto, I worry about his wealth. I hear he's been writing and rewriting his will ever since he fell out with his grandson. One day, Mickey is disinherited. The next day, he's reinstated. Mm -hmm. I think perhaps my brother needs guidance. Guidance? In what direction? Well, I am his brother. And you are our closest cousin. We should get together and make sure the family money isn't squandered. You mean by Mickey? By anyone, Binto. It's our duty, don't you think? Uh, uh, what are you suggesting? You know, Binto, I've always had a good I most certainly will, Anthony. I'll wait for your call then. Yes. Bye. Bye, Anthony. And thank you. What was that all about? You're still here. Why are you trusting that Pinto? He's a hypocrite. Dad! You were talking about Uncle Martin, weren't you? Something about his will? What are you planning, Dad? I can help. Just, just tell me what you want me to do. I'll do it. Why don't you trust me? Because you are a useless idiot who should have died years ago from choking on your own stupidity. Now go away. Get out of my office. Why do you treat me like this, Dad? Look me in the eye. I am your equal. Look at me. You see? You can't, can you? You never could. Why? Why can't you even look me in the eye, man to man? Stop it. Stop this, Joseph. Is it because you blame me for her death? You know what you've done to me. Yeah. I know. Since the day I was born, your eyes said it all. You murdered your mother. That's what you've done to me, Daddy. 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 Get off me. Don't touch me. Get out. Daddy. Get out! <laughs> 
Mr. Pinto, we're here. Thomas? Why didn't you call and say that you were nearby? But oh, I'm so sorry, Mickey, my boy. If we had known you were about to arrive, you know, we would have dropped everything to welcome you properly. <laughs> no formalities, Uncle. I don't know if you remember my, my lovely daughters. This is my elder daughter, Charity. She's preparing a food basket for the homeless. I do what I can. Hello, Mickey. <laughs> Hi. And this is my younger angel, Mercy. She's making clothes for the dolls of the orphan children. I thought you'd be taller. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm not disappointed at all. <laughs> now, no, girls, uh, why don't you excuse us men while we have a chat? Of course, Papa. Why should we go? It's our house. Just come. Thomas, why don't you pour us some tea? Oh, sit. Thanks. Now tell me, how are you? Yeah, fine. I was so sorry to hear about you and your grandfather. You know, the rift. No, it's not all that bad. Time for a new start and all that. As soon as I heard you were staying at a hotel, I was shocked. Now, why should you stay elsewhere when you have family right here? You will always be welcome in my house. Oh, thanks, Uncle. That's... Uh, but it's only temporary. You see, I'm thinking of moving to Dubai. Dubai? Yeah. Uh, my friend Tariq is going to help me look for work. Oh, dear Lord. Am I hearing correctly? You have family here and you would rather depend on a stranger? Well, I... I've been looking for an assistant. You can work for me. Mr. Pinto, remember what you said. Thomas, we will discuss that later. Thanks, Uncle, but I... And just so that you don't feel obliged, I'll deduct living expenses from your salary. How does that sound? I don't know the first thing about architecture. There's nothing to it. I'll teach you. But... No more buts. It's decided. Now, where are your bags? Ah, there was a small problem with the hotel bill. Oh, uh, yes? I haven't paid it yet. Ah. No, you don't worry about that. Uh, 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 Thomas, uh, take my card from the desk and uh, pay, pay the bill. Oh, thank you, Uncle. That's very nice of you. But I'll pay you back. No, no, don't even think about it. Thomas, don't just stand there gaping at me like an idiot. Go, go to the hotel and uh, get Mickey's things. Yes, sir. <laughs> Come, Mickey. Let me show you around the house. This way. But, Papa, why isn't Mickey staying with Uncle Martin anymore? They seem to have had a falling out, my dear. But then won't Uncle Martin be upset with you for letting him stay with us? Charity, I will not turn my back on a family member in need. Besides, one must always have one's hands in numerous spots because you never know which will contain the gold and which will turn out empty. That's brilliant, Papa. <laughs> That's silly, Papa. Huh, Joseph, what a surprise. I haven't seen you in church in ages. Well, I've seen you. <laughs> I sit upstairs alone. <laughs> Girls, you remember your cousin Joseph? Anthony Chuzzlewit's son. Hello, Joseph. Hey, Charity. <laughs> All grown up. <laughs> but this must be the little one. Not so little anymore. And the name's Mercy. <laughs> yes. How could I forget? Oh, excuse me. Father DeMello. <laughs> Lily! Could you please stop staring at us as if you want to eat us? Mercy. I won't bite. Unless you want me to. Or take a cold shower. Mercy, behave yourself. Excuse my ill-mannered sister, Joseph. She forgot to grow up. Thank God for you, Charity. You know, I always thought you were much better company. <laughs> Girls, come on, let's go inside. Bye. Oh, let's go. Pinto, 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 wait. Um, I'd like a word with you. Hmm? 
you and my father, what, what's going on? <laughs> really, Joseph? That's between us. Don't make any deals with him. Why not? He's not to be trusted. That's an extraordinary thing to say about your own father. Whatever you're doing, I can help you. I don't believe you can, my boy. Look, my father won't live forever. But he's very much alive right now. Anyway, this is not the time or place to be behaving like this. Come, come inside with me. Come. Let's hear mass together and ask our Lord for guidance. Do you, do you mind not touching me? Oh, pardon me. You, you think you're better than me. You, you all do. Well, we'll see about that. Mr. Pinto is here, sir. Uh, let him in. Martin, I'm so happy you invited me here. Martin, you look... You look so much better. You sound disappointed. <laughs> I need you to do something for me. Oh, anything, Martin. I hear you've employed my grandson and that he's staying with you. Yes, that's true. But there's no need to thank me, Martin. I'm just doing my duty as an uncle. He is family, after all. And although I can never take your place in his life, I will support him with all my heart. I assure you. Pinto, I... No, Martin. I won't hear any of this. I will absolutely not accept any money for his upkeep. No, granted, you know, I did settle his hotel bill. But, but you will be insulting me if you try I to... Want I you want you to throw him out. Throw him out at once. What has he done to make you so angry? I'll tell you. In fact, I'll show you. Mary? Mary? Yes, sir? Come here. Have you met this girl? No, I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Well, this is Mary. I adopted her from St. Catherine's Orphanage to be my carer. Mm -hmm. Hello, Mary. Hello. How old are you, Mary? 24. Oh, that's a good age. Good. Very good. You can go now, Mary. Hmm. Now, she's the reason for all this. A lifetime of effort I put into raising that boy to respect my wishes. And in two years, the slip of a girl has become more important to him than I am. Oh, so he has feelings for her. Feelings? He wants to marry her. Marry a servant girl? Oh, it's got nothing to do with status. You see, I pay her well on the understanding that she inherits nothing when I die. So she's motivated to keep me alive. But if Mickey marries her... She will have access to your fortune. Yes. Mm. And that Mickey's a spoilt brat who's always got what he wanted. 
He had the gall to tell me he didn't need me or my money. He said he can make it on his own. So, let him. He'll get nothing from me. Nothing. I see. There was a smoky little bar just off Bazaar Road. It was the sort of place you'd avoid if you knew what was good for you. It was where Joseph Chuzzlewit spent most of his nights in the company of others who shared his interests. That's it. I fold. Me too, yeah. Joseph. Go home, man. You're going to turn us all into paupers. Seriously. <laughs> what about you, Lewis? Lewis, you okay, man? It's all the time he spends working at that pharmacy. <laughs> Inhaling medicine. <laughs> <coughs> Chalo, pharmacy, are you in or out? I'm in, I'm in. What do you got? Whoa. Two jacks. Not bad, Louis, not bad. Except, I have three kings. You're a lousy bastard, Joseph. Chat bus. I'm going home. Hey, can I get a lift with you? Yeah. See you tomorrow. See you, man. Come on, pharmacy. It's time to pay up. Look, I, I don't have the money, Joseph. I'll walk to an ATM with you. No, I, I have no money. I've taken a three-month salary advance for my wedding. I haven't paid the rent in months. I'm broke, man. Why did you play that? I can't help myself. Look, please understand. I, I can owe you the money. Look, okay? I don't do IOUs. I, I, I don't know what else to do. I, I'm begging you. Look, I'll do anything for you, Joseph. Please. Okay. You know, pharmacy. Yeah. Maybe there is something you can do for me. Oh, look, anything, please. Can't talk about it here. Come on, sir. And uh, this is Lucky Bakery, where you get the best Christmas cake all year round. And uh, this is Emmett Taylor's. He can stitch you a shirt and a record to us. Wow. <laughs> How was this great? I can't believe I lived right over there my entire life and not once have I walked down these streets. I spent my life here. You know, uh, we met once when I was 10. Really? I fell from one of those trees into your garden. You were running away from home. Uh, with a candlestick. With <laughs> a candlestick? <laughs> Weird. I, I don't remember that. Hey. What's the time? 10.15. Perfect. Just giving me a great idea, Thomas. Where are you going? Are your tree climbing skills as good as they used to be? What? Come on, follow me. What? Why? She'll be in her room right now. Oh. Mary? No. I, I, I mean, we're, we're trespassing. It's not trespassing when it's your own house. Besides, my grandfather will be asleep. Come on. I'd, I'd prefer not to. You've got to stop saying that, man. Come on, Thomas. Mr. Pinto said we should be back by Don't 10. worry so much, Thomas. Be cool. 
We've got like a few inches to the left. There's, there's a branch there, yeah? Okay. That's it. Got it. Okay, steady. Now, jump! Good stuff. Follow me. That's her window. I should go. Wait, 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 wait. Look. There she is. Isn't she beautiful? I had to stop breathing and look away. If I hadn't, Mickey would have seen it. The love I had for her was all over my face and in my every breath. Open the window, Mary. Come on. It's been three weeks since I last saw her, Thomas. Each week has felt like a lifetime. I, I think I should get back. Wait, wait, She's opening her window. Mary! Mary! Mickey? Yeah? It's me. Be careful, it's slippery. That's why you're here, right? To catch me if I fall? Who's with you? Um, just a friend. I'm coming up. Don't. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> you could have hurt yourself. I don't care. As soon as I saw you, I couldn't help myself. Shh, be quiet. Worry too much. I don't want you to worry about anything anymore. Everything's going to be great. I've got a job already. I'll save up, we'll get a place, and we'll show my grandfather we don't need him. <laughs> Trust me, Mary. <sighs> Leaving home was the best thing that could have happened to me. We have so many adventures ahead of us. Do you have money? Money? <laughs> Who needs mm. money? You're so practical, Mary. <laughs> Dream the impossible if you want great things to happen. Your grandfather, he is so angry. Ah, oh, to hell with him. There's a whole world out there. Life is more than my grandfather and Salisbury Mansion. We'll make it happen, Mary. <laughs> Why are you crying, you silly girl? Here. Take my ring. Uh, I, ca I can't take your ring. You might need it. No. You've saved up forever to buy it, Mary. It's, it's all you have. You are all I have. Nothing has any value without you, Mickey. Take it. I'll tell you what. I'll take your ring, but only so that I can give it back to you when I've made my fortune. Yeah? Huh? I stood there watching them for what seemed like hours. The darkness hid my love. The rain hid my tears. And I knew in that moment that I would love her for all eternity. And she would love Mickey for just as long. Mr. Pinto, you're awake. I thought I told you to finish doing the accounts before you left. I'll do it now, Mr. Pinto. <laughs> it wasn't his fault, Uncle. 
I made him come out with me. <laughs> I hope you're not angry with us. I didn't realize we'd be out this late. Thomas, before you do the accounts, I want you to pack this fellow's things. Put his bags outside and call him a cab. Are you serious? This is your punishment for us being out late. No, I'm not that petty, Mickey. I've been to see your grandfather. <laughs> I see. And he told you terrible things about me, I suppose, huh? He told me everything. And to think I bothered to pay your hotel bill. You don't deserve any favors. I don't believe this. You're throwing me out because he told you to. I refuse to hear another word. Out. Very well. Thank you very much for your hospitality. Thanks, Thomas. Uh, don't worry about me. But your luggage? I'll send for it. Riksha! Where are you? Station. Mickey, wait. Why don't you come with me, Thomas? What? Where? I don't know. To have adventures, experiences, you know, that sort of thing. I, I, I can't. Okay, you're right. Forget it. Come here. Take care of yourself, Thomas. I'll be in touch. And that was the last I saw of Mickey Chuzzlewit. At least the Mickey Chuzzlewit he was then. We had everything and nothing before us. And the worst and best was still to come. What are you doing? Um, um, just making some tea for you. What? Uh, I thought you might like some. What's that? Huh? In the bottle, what's that? Uh, that's uh, just my cough medicine. But you don't have a cough. Yeah, um, anyway. Here's your tea. Did you put something in it? No. Are you trying to poison me? No. Tell me the truth. If you hit me again... Stop it! Stop hitting me! You stupid idiot. <laughs> you were trying to poison me and you couldn't even get that right. <laughs> Do you think it's so easy to get rid of me? Don't. Don't laugh at me! <laughs> You're a bloody fool. I knew it from the day you were born. You'll never succeed at anything. <laughs> you really thought, you really thought it would be that easy to...
Something happened. Depends on how you look at it. What are you talking about? Come here, Pinto. Now? Yes, now. We need to talk. About what? My father. He's dead. We need to discuss the future. In episode one of the Mumbai Chazelwitz, Adapted by Aisha Menon from the novel Martin Chuzzlewit by Charles Dickens, the part of Martin Chuzzlewit was played by Roshan Seth, Thomas Karan Pandit, Mickey Zafar Karachiwala, Joseph Nader Khan, Mary Nimrat Kaur, Pinto Rajat Kapoor, Mercy Pritika Chavla, Charity Aisha Menon, and Anthony by Saurabh Adeshir. Other parts were played by Shanaz Patel, Radhika Mittal, Rohit Malkani, Argya Lehri, Zal Madan, Nominath Jinsberg, and Vivek Madan. The sound recordist was Ayush Ahuja, with sound design by David Chilton, and music by Sasha Putnam. The Mumbai Chuzzlewitz is directed by John Dryden and is a Goldhawk Essential production for BBC Radio 4. And that was the first part of the Mumbai Chuzzlewitz, uh, behind-the-scenes info and more at goldhawk.eu. One of the great things they've got up there are scenes, uh, videos of the scenes of uh, some of the drama, um, fights, murders, family gatherings, so you can get a feel for what uh, goes into some of these more elaborate scenes that John has recorded. I have had the chance to work with him myself and um, see his art and learn a little bit about um, how his shield location techniques work and how they differ from mine and, and what works and that sort of thing. Um, and he's just uh, a master. So if you think it's fun to see how uh, the sausage is made, go to goldhawk.eu. Uh, John also has information about all of his other productions um, up there, as well as links for ones that um, you can uh, either listen to directly or buy online. And also don't forget that uh, John does have that new drama coming up, The Reluctant Spy, uh, the 2nd to 4th of January, airing on the BBC Radio 4. Of course, BBC will put it on their iPlayer, but you've got to act fast to get it, only up for seven days. Typically, we'll put the links on how to get to that show, The Reluctant Spy, on our Facebook, Twitter, and website as well. So uh, check out that three-part thriller set in modern-day Egypt. And uh, if you have an appetite for radio drama that just can't be sated there, uh, we are closing in on our sixth anniversary of the show. This is going to be episode 311. Wow. Um, we have over 250 hours of material now up at radiodramarevival.com. Uh, we'll soon be uh, putting all this uh, material into our app so that you can uh, pick a genre or, or a theme that you like and, and start hearing shows streaming to you on demand like Pandora. Um, that's still in the works. It's going to be a launch in 2013. For now, you can download the podcasts. Go to our uh, radiodramarevival.com. Hit up the archives link. Um, there's a huge data dump of all the shows we've done, or you can do searches or whatever. You can also email me, fred at radiodrumrevival.com. Tell me what you like. I'll let you know uh, what shows you're probably going to like. Um, happy to, to give personal recommendations as well. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, um, at Radio Drama. Search Facebook for Radio Drama Revival. Ask questions. Join with other Radio Drama fans. Um, search iTunes, Radio Drama Revival. We're up there. would love it if you could do a review. Um, or also search for Stitcher Radio. Uh, we're in there under the Radio Drama section underneath Entertainment. All right, that is a wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalge. 
copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share the show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, that is Southern Maine's community radio. This podcast at radiodramarevival.com is labor love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Mm-hmm.